I'm in tune, in tune, in tune, in tune, in tune, Introducing our new host, which is Fat Girl, and I think we have Breezy now. Breezy, is that you? Hello. Breezy, is it Breezy? Is I'm that he- you? I'm here. How are you doing? Yay! Hey, we're good. <laughs> so we have Breezy, we have Fat Girl, we have Miss Gotham, and of course Miss P. So what we're gonna do tonight, guys, are we, we're just bringing you some interesting topics, whether it's fashion, whether it's real estate, whether it's you know sex, and sex, and then sex, and whatever else comes to mind. More That's sex. what we're talking about. No. <laughs> the main topic That's of choice, right? Right, that's that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. So we're going to start off um, introducing ourselves since there are some people like Breezy and Fat Girl who have not been on the air with me before. So we want to give our listeners the opportunity to get to know you guys. So we're going to start with um, Fat Girl. Fat Girl, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am, let's see, I'm from Detroit. I am married. This is my second go around at it. And, um, I think I, I have done better the second time. I'm not sure yet. It still remains to be seen. I have two gorgeous little boys. They're five and seven. Um, I had some, some pretty heavy stuff happen in my life, and unfortunately I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder and had me all drugged up and stuff. So I didn't like it. I wasn't able to be a, a contributing member to my family like I wanted to be. So uh, my husband and I sought ulterior options out there and um, we ran into essential oils and we started using that and I kind of put my energy and time into educating people on them and helping them get healthy naturally and finding natural solutions to a lot of everyday problems and getting the chemicals out of their homes and, and out of their lives and their kids' lives. So it's kind of given me a new purpose in life. Um, it allowed me to heal and touch a lot of lives. It's, it's been an incredible journey. 
So, and I kind of stumbled upon Miss P that that way. She had some questions about some oils, and we kind of formed a little kinship there, and and led me here to her today. So I'm thrilled to be here. Another embarkment on my journey. I'm so excited, and I'm just I'm thrilled to be here. Honestly, it's it's just an awesome opportunity to sit with some crazy ladies that have awesome perspectives. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, just looking at the comments, all of our comments, we all have different point of views, yet there's similar undertones there. So I think Ms. P did an awesome job at putting together some personalities that are going to be really complimentary and, and contradictory at the same time. So this will be fantastic absolutely. for us all. So thank yes, you for absolutely. having so me. Yes, welcome. Yes, thank you for, you know, being a part of it all. So then we have Breezy. So Breezy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh wow. Okay, so um <laughs> It's a lot I harder am, when they put um, the mic on you, right? Yeah. <laughs> when the mic is open for yourself. Um I don't mm-hmm. like talking about myself too much, but I'll introduce myself. My name is Sabrina, but uh I go by the name of Breezy. I'm an entrepreneur. Um originally a hairstylist and a makeup artist and I have started uh working in the real estate business as well as uh have a property management background. So I just like to dabble in different um, different careers and different uh, things that I do enjoy um, on a day-to-day basis. I can definitely relate to, um, I'm sorry, the name is Fat, Fat, girl, Fat girl or Angela. Fat Girl. Either one okay. is fine. Mm-hmm. So I can relate with her in reference to uh, transitioning uh, into more natural remedies and, and taking care of your health. And that also is, has been a door opener with uh, Miss P um, and being able to communicate and uh, open up that door of uh, understanding one another in that sense and, uh, I guess, opening a more natural alternative to lifestyle. Um, yeah, I am in my 30s. I don't have any children at the moment. And um, I'm open to uh, different experiences and uh, learning new things from you guys, ladies. <laughs> You could just borrow mine, yeah. Breezy. You could just borrow mine, girl. <laughs> Enjoy your life. <laughs> I'll borrow them from time to time. I, I do enjoy. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So being that you guys have not heard the background from Miss Gotham, Miss Gotham, tell everyone, which you have before, but let's just do it all again about yourself. No el problemo. Um, I am Nahaja Washington. Um, formerly known as Miss Gotham. Um, I do fitness, strength, and conditioning. I am a massage therapist as well. Um, I co-host with the lovely Miss T as well. Um, that is um, is a great opportunity to be here. Um, I do a variety of things. <laughs> um, sometimes I dabble into hair and makeup too as well, but not too much. But um but my focal point is holistic medicine and um, fitness and training. So that's that's pretty much all about me. And um, I laugh and I joke and I am, (laughs) I guess I can say the funny one to a degree. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, that's, that's pretty much me. That's all me. 
Okay, and that's what's up. So before we end the segment, of course, you ladies will have the opportunity to tell people where they can follow you to stay in tune, um, your business links, your, you know, whatever it is that you guys have out there, websites and things of that nature, we're definitely going to be able to put that out there before the show ends. So let's just jump right into the show because I'm ready to talk some talk. Now, we know that, you know, and for everyone that's listening also, you guys already know who always listen that we have to be respectful to one another. We give each other an opportunity to say out peace and although we may not agree with everything we will respect everyone's opinion because everyone is just voicing their opinions we are not doctors although i am a certified life coach i am not a doctor i do not diagnose neither do i give prescriptions and things of that nature i only speak from my experiences and from other experiences that i have learned from other people along the way. So tonight we're going to jump right on in, and we're going to start with, let's say, Ms. Gotham, since you was the first one to call in, what topic would you like to start with tonight? I want to start with um, the second question, which was um, why are some of us so intimidated by the truth or honesty? Why is honesty so scary, you know, from you know, from a standpoint, and we're we're conditioned to say that uh, if you tell me the truth, then it's it's so scary for people to to get. I think we're afraid of judgment. I think that that's you know judgment from our peers that we're not going to measure up, and ultimately they're going to not want us around. We're not going to be good enough. Mm-hmm. From I the truth, um, yeah. What's your take on it, Ms. Gotham, in terms of why did you choose this particular topic? Um, what does it mean and represent in your life? So maybe everyone can get a, a perspective of, you know, why this topic was chosen and get your intake on your experiences or things that you know of or things that you feel led you to this particular uh, piece. The reason why I, I chose this particular uh, topic was because um, a lot of us, are conditioned to not embrace the truth. We always uh, we always say, "Oh, well, I want the truth. Just tell me the truth." But then when we we ask for what we're asking for, then you know the reactions are different. The information that is given to us is either two things: is either it's not what we want to hear, or we're thinking that the person that's telling us a lie because it's not what we want to hear. Um, and on top of that, you know, my experiences through the truth, um, I, sometimes I've gotten in more trouble by telling the truth than, (laughs) you know, than a lie. (laughs) You know, I've, I've gotten in trouble many of days, um, by telling the truth. Um, but most of the time, you know, it kind of backfires on me and I can't lie and say that it hasn't because it has. Um, but... I just really believe in telling the truth because if you if you're truthful with yourself and explaining that to other people and just lacks you know the truth instead of um coddling the truth about what it is you're talking about, what it is you're saying, what it is you're you're expressing, then you know a lot of us would be okay to a degree, you know might not be where we yeah, want it absolutely. to be. Bro. A lot of us would be okay. Right. Right. So, so I want to like ask that, uh, your, that movie, A Few Good that? Men. 
haven't seen it. You can't handle the truth. Exactly. You can't handle the truth. There was Aunt Jack Nicholson on the stand, and they're like, tell me the truth. Absolutely. He's like, you can't handle the truth. And I think ultimately that line resonates with everybody for a reason, because I think we, Mm -hmm. we all kind of feel that way, you know, at different moments, and we can kind of relate to that on a deep level. So that's why we all remember that line. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I think it's not that people can't handle it. I think it's more Mm -hmm. um, than you have to do something about it. Right, right. Take action. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. I think that's the main problem. Yeah, I think I feel the same way too, ladies. I definitely feel like the reason why you 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 can't go about life particularly (laughs) looking for explanations for everything because there are so many things that are so unsolved in this world, and there's so many different backgrounds in terms of, like, the truth, for depending on the individual's perception, culture, beliefs, and everything else. So it is up their mm-hmm. upbringing, you know, their experiences throughout their lives is whether or not they're going to be the person that's going to be have integrity or a person who lacks integrity or a person that shows certain people certain parts of them and other people get the worst of them. So in this life, I just don't believe that it would be nice if we had people that were more forthcoming, but it's just not like that. I've been on this earth for 40-something years, and I know for through my experiences you cannot expect to have the truth or the, to have people be confront themselves or confront an issue because people it's easier for a person to run from the truth than it is for them to confront it and deal with it because like breezy just said now once you confront it then you have to deal so right. i don't really right. think that in this life people are going to really want to deal with the things that they need to deal with and that we all should have some type of um, reso- we like resonate with that in some way where we have an, an experience, whether it's with someone we know or our own personal experience, that this has happened to, and that's that's just my take on that. Like I, I won't I won't go around life expecting an explanation because there's still math problems that I can't solve. So <laughs> agree. <laughs> well, and you know I think it boils down yeah. to you know what we do with our kids. Like we're so hell bent on them telling us the truth because we we want to know. But at the same time, are we applauding them for telling the truth, for being brave and coming forward and telling, even though it's going to get them in trouble, even though, you know, there's going to be repercussions, you know, we Mm -hmm. don't do enough of celebrating the fact that, yes, you know, you told the truth. And that that is the most important thing here. If we really try to Mm -hmm. emphasize that, we might do a better job in making a difference in in how society is. Because right now we have... There's a bunch of liars out there, this young generation, a whole bunch of liars yeah. trying to save their butts, you know? Mm-hmm. With that being said, I, I have to say this. With the youth now, and I say this because um, I raised my brother, and he's 22 years old. So, I, you know, I am very much a parent, <laughs> just not a mom. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But with the youth these days, they they are unfortunately raised by people that were taught certain old-fashioned kind of ways. And although people Mm -hmm. say, be honest, when you are honest, they're like, well, you shouldn't say that. So then how do you expect a person to be honest? Or you tell your children, I want you to tell you know, be honest with me, but you are not honest with them in return. And that was one big thing for my own mother. You know, although, you know, you don't want to tell your children every single thing, but you still want to be honest with them depending, you know, on the topic at hand if you're discussing something or um, giving them um, life experience that you've had. My mother was quite honest with a few things. I'm sure she didn't want to be, but how do you expect that 
from your children if you're not giving to them, it to them in return. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with all of you guys' opinions, and that was a really good one, Ms. Gotham, um, you know, to discuss yeah. tonight because I'm sure everybody could relate yeah. to that. So we're going to move on to one of Fatgirl's <coughs> topics. And basically, Fatgirl, what topic did you want to start with? Um, well, since we're kind of like in family-oriented topics, I guess, um, I, I really like the one about bad-talking the other parent to the kids. Mm-hmm. The topic that you brought mm-hmm. up. Um, yes. Is it ever appropriate to to bad talk the other parents to the children? And I, I think we were all, for the most part, in agreement that it's a it's big fat no. But I think that we have to go a little deeper and <clears throat> just saying no. You know, I think uh, mm-hmm. get out of here, get out of here. My husband's over here heckling us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But um, and and I think the reason that I chose that topic too first is because um, we're having a personal situation right now, quite honestly, where my mom has been saying some crappy things about my husband to my kids, or making comments in front of my kids, and you know it's they're five and seven, so they're it's starting to be parroted back. You know, so I'm starting to hear some of it. And it's affecting them. And mm-hmm. I'm just having a fit about it. Like, and the thing is, is, you know, growing up, um, we were in a situation where we had to, to run for my dad and, and keep running. And, and he was just a, a horrible man. But never once did she badmouth him. She wouldn't let our my grandma or my great-grandma say anything bad about him to us. Like, she never never wanted an adult influence on how we felt about our, our father. She let us form our own opinions, um, which she was really, like, vocal about. We saw her defend that principle on a few occasions. Well, now she's guilty of it, and I'm just having a fit. So when I saw Miss P put that that post up, I mean, I couldn't help but respond because, you know, it's, I think a lot of people are guilty of it, subconsciously, like they'll make comments and not realize these kids are like tuning in to our every word, especially when it involves, you know, the other the other parent or any sort of drama. Like they're just magnets for it. They really want to know what's going on and they want to hear every word. And because of that, I think we have to be super sensitive and, and careful you know, it's what we say when you're in a situation where, you know, the two parents aren't together or even if you're just fighting, you are together, but you're fighting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just my opinion. It's it, true. It touched a hot yeah. button for me. Miss Gotham? Um, I can honestly say that um, I've had that experience, too. <laughs> Once again, we're kind of kind of connected to, like, being honest. Um, I've never, I have a 20-year-old, so I've never, ever in my life sugarcoated anything for her, you know, because life never sugarcoated anything for me. Now, my mistake that I can openly admit to say um, on air to say that I take accountability for what I've done, no, it was not right, and I needed to let her find out who who the other parent was exactly. Um mm-hmm. 
Um, yes. So I, I just really feel like it's not what you say, it's how you say it and how it's perceived to them, whether it's uh, five, whether it's ten, whether it's, whether it's he or she is 13. Oh, that's exactly um, right. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Because you can look on TV and you have all of the same issues on TV, but they're, resol- they're resolved by, you know, coming together or, um, you know, resolving the conflict of what was being said about the other parent and things of that nature or whatever is easy resolvable, you know, on TV, but it's not that way in life, you know. So it's, it's all about uh, what you – it's all about how you say stuff or how you um, transfer that information to what, you know, how your kids are, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you have kids that are different personalities and things of that nature and – you know, they perceive things different. All of your kids perceive things differently. You know, well, he can mean, be the worst man in the world. You know, he can be the worst man in the world. And you're trying to get you to see that, but sometimes there's but like really obvious things. Like, for example, I mean, I witnessed some. You know, my dad beating the crap out of my my mom. I witnessed that. And there wasn't anything that my mom could say to me. She would never tried sugarcoating it. There wasn't anything she could say to me to, to change the facts. But what you're saying is exactly right. It was all about how it's presented. And, you know, what she would say to me, my father was an alcoholic. So what she would say to me is she was sick. He had a brilliant mind, but he was really sick. And he was not ready to seek help. And it, his sickness caused him to do things that he wouldn't normally do, some, some terrible things he's, he's embarrassed of and, and feels bad about but can't stop himself from doing. So we had to leave the situation so that we would be safe. And when he's ready to get help and get well, then maybe he can come back. But until then, we have to keep ourselves safe. That's so, mm-hmm. you know, and well, let's get to exactly right. how it was presented, you know, and right. it didn't matter like, it was what it was. We saw it. It she couldn't change that. But how she mm-hmm. made us look at it made all the difference in the world. Absolutely. Breezy, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, such a tough topic. But I'll say mm-hmm. from my own personal growing up and experience, I also uh, was raised with um Unfortunately, an abusive parent wasn't. He wasn't abusive towards me, but towards my mom. Um, I experienced quite a few, you know, little things here and there. Um, and although <coughs> my mom kind of decided to stay for a certain period of time, no matter how horrible it was, she never, she never talked bad to me about him. She would say, you know, these are the things that are going on, or if I was to see something, you know, she would explain it to me. But never downed him, no matter how horrible of of, of behave, the behavior was. She allowed me to learn, experience it, and 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 grow on my own, and allow me to have my own opinion on the relationship I wanted to have with him, if any at all. And I took that mm-hmm. same experience uh, from my mom. You know, my mom is still alive, but I'm, I play, I guess you would say, the dad or the husband. You know the more mm-hmm. uh provider role in the in the household my entire life. So I took that role on with my brother. 
And although, you know, he, his father isn't the greatest father, I, we would not say anything bad. And, you know, once he got old enough to experience and want to, you know, experience a relationship with him, we allowed it. Yes, you should experience that. And you decipher whether you want to have that relationship with him. I don't have the relationship with him, but as long as he treats you well, then we'll deal with that as it is. And, you know, some people don't seem to um, grasp that whatever the unhealthy relationship was with the adults doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be the same exact relationship with the child. It can be, mm-hmm. but it isn't always the case. You know, you know, they may, you know, whatever the harshness is amongst the parents is, is totally different from the, from the children. And sometimes we, as the, as the adults, don't know how to separate the two mm-hmm. in order to allow the child to experience what they're going to experience and let them make the decision. Because believe it or not, at a very young age, you know, <laughs> you know whether or not you want to have a relationship with a person, parent or friend or whatever. You can feel the vibe. You can, you can tell by, you know, the actions and the interactions that you have with that person if you do indeed want to have that relationship. So I, 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 I've always respected my mom for that because it was a very unhealthy relationship, but she would never show it to us. And, and, mm-hmm. and I think that, you know, um, as parents, and I always say parents because <laughs> of my situation. So as parents in general, you know, we, we have to really, really for the sake of, of the children that we're raising and the children that are in this generation now that come from a totally different outlook on things, that we can't force our, our experiences onto them because it, their experience mm-hmm. usually is totally different. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's really hard for, for us when we experience something with the other person to not allow it to trickle down to the kids, but it's something that is super mm-hmm. important for us. To keep in yeah. mind. Absolutely. Uh-huh. And just a little bit about my background in terms of, like, you know, my father was an alcoholic as well. And my father used to do terrible things to my mom, but he never to us. My father probably disciplined me once, you know, in my entire existence was my mom who was harder on me. But getting back to the topic, I have a son. And my son is an old man. He's like 105 at this point, beard and everything <laughs> to go with it. Um, what I'm saying is that I raised him by myself. I was a young mother. I raised him by myself, and I never took his father for child support. I never w- went looking for this man. I never did anything. But I never. the one thing I never did was talk bad about him, and the reason why I did not do that was because I felt like as a person being a young mother, how can I really talk bad about him when I put myself in a position to be talked about myself? Because there were people mm. saying, she got pregnant young. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? So right. how would I be better? And how am I better? The the thing that makes me out, you know, stand out is that I was willing to, to take care of him no matter what it took. But the fact that I was still a parent that was a young parent, I was always fearful that my son would say, well, you had me at this age, you know. And and that would reverse on me. So I was fearful of talking negative about the father. So I never did. So to this day, if he wants to go and have a relationship with his father, he that's on him. He's a grown man at this point. But he, when his father tried to say something to him in the midst of everything, like, oh, your mother didn't want me to see you, he was like, oh, no, that's not true. My mother never said one 
bad thing about you. Not one. So I know that's not true. And from that statement alone, he haven't contacted his father again because he felt like he messed it up by him trying to put the blame on me because right. he yep. knew that I never said anything negative about him. So I'm just, you know, saying that I do agree, and that's the reason why I post that topic because, you know, some people don't think, as you all just stated, that and when we're in the moment, it's not about being honest with our kid because you can be honest, but like you, Ms. Gotham said earlier, it's about the way things are stated and said. When my son's right. father was in jail, he was like, where's dad? And I was just like, oh, he's a way where people, when you do bad things, you, you get in trouble and it, these type of things happen. But I never said, that in my He's in jail. I'm doing everything. And never. Right. Never. So, you know, I, I agree. We just need to curve that a little bit. Yeah, we need to curve that. And I agree with Breezy when she said, when you have a relationship with somebody, it doesn't mean that that's how the kid is going to be treated. Right. Because it's not you know the what? same experience as a relationship. You know what? I can guarantee you, mm-hmm. your son has, after that incident, he now has the utmost respect for you. And I speak that Absolutely. from a total personal perspective. Because when I realized the sacrifice that my mother was making by holding her tongue, um, mm. I, I immediately, my respect for her, you know, tripled like oh my god mm-hmm. this man did all this horrible stuff to you and you refuse to say anything bad you're not lying to me about it so i respect that too so what <laughs> you're doing like it 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 has way more of an effect than you even realize and it's coming from the kids mm-hmm. point of view absolutely no, so i commend you for it it takes a big woman thank you my son loves me to pieces. I'm not concerned. You know, the day that he doesn't want to be, you know, respectful or love me the way that I feel like I deserve to be loved, then he's out the door because everybody can go. <laughs> you right. know, the door is always yeah, but open for that. He's grown. He, no, I'm just kidding. He can't go. He can't go. I'm just kidding. He can't go nowhere. He's got to go to work and come home. Go get a job. <laughs> <laughs> right. So no, we're going to move on to the next topic. Damn it. All right. Yeah, he, he's a trip. He moved back Y'all in and it's been a trip, so but it's okay. I commend everybody. It's okay. I, I, I commend. I just want to say this. Um, I commend yes. everybody because um, that didn't happen for me. <laughs> I, I did mm-hmm. not, you know, hold my tongue for nothing. So, and this is where I said to everybody that it kind of backfired on me by telling my daughter the truth, and it backfired on me. So, um, yeah, telling the truth and holding your tongue about certain things, but I knew this individual was very, very toxic to this person and everybody <laughs> around. You know, mm-hmm. um, he actually really didn't want her, but the fact that he can manipulate this manipulate um my daughter was the worst it was it was crazy but i'm not gonna go into that but at the end of the day i just wanted to mend everybody you know for realizing the respect that you got you guys have you know earned um because it didn't happen in my case <laughs> I, I just told the truth every chance i could you know mm-hmm Right. Um, in every way. Well, it's not about not you know, telling the so. truth, though, honey. It's it's about like 
like we're saying, present, how are you presenting it? You know, so it, exactly. it like yeah. like I said, my mom didn't lie to me, but she could have been like, that mother effer used to beat the crap out of me, and you know, he was just a drunken oh, I idiot. All that. And, I mean, you know, <laughs> oh, okay, I well, all that. <laughs> well, and that's different. And you know what? You're human. I mean, that's like well, we a have to learn from those errors. You know, we have to yeah. learn. Yes. Them. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't make Nobody's you a bad a person. Make you human. Right. Right, exactly. You're human. It happens. No one is above the law. Everyone has a different, you know, journey, although it's similar. So mm-hmm. it's all about, hey, mm-hmm. I know in the future if, you know, whatever comes down to it again, that it'll be handled differently. If I knew that my son, you know, needed certain things a certain way back then, but I know now then, he, you know, things would have been different for a lot of us. So it's all good. Right. It happens. So and we're going to move on quickly, to, too. You in know, two seconds, like, five seconds. Yeah. I mean, my grandma used to bad talk my grandpa to my mom, and she changed it in one generation. She remembered that and said, I'm not doing that to my kids. So, you know, you learned a lesson, but I can guarantee you your kid probably has too, you know. So it's not all lost. So don't don't get down on yourself. Right, exactly. It happens. Oh, yeah. We're going to move on to uh, Breezy's topics, which was fashion and real estate. Which one did you want to step on to? Hmm. Um, let's do what, what, I'm, what I'm working with now, which is real estate. That's, okay. That's uh, the main topic in my life <laughs> at this current moment. <laughs> um, let's see. Um. I am uh, right now in the midst of starting to work on um, investment properties, um, fixing and flipping stuff, um, and that's something that I'm still I'm still learning a lot of stuff about it and and how to go about it without actually use, utilizing my own money, which is very interesting. Um, yeah, which uh, my partner, my boyfriend, which is uh, he knows more than I do, and I'm the one that's licensed, which is funny. <laughs> but um. <laughs> We're looking to we we're from New York City, but we're looking to expand into PA and um, Jersey as well as Ohio, because um, in those areas they have a lot of properties that are um, a foreclosure and uh, abandoned, and those are the areas that we're looking to to build and build up the communities in those areas as well. Awesome. That's awesome. So how did you get into real estate? Because you stated earlier that you were a cosmetologist, makeup artist. So how did you, you know, filter into the real estate business? So I will give the props to my uh, to my boyfriend. Him and his family are in the business. Um, most of them are brokers, and they've been in the business for at least 30 years. I'll be right there. Um, at least 30 years. And so he suggested, because uh, him and I have been friends for 17 years, um, and he suggested that, I check and see if it would be a point of interest for me. Um, so I did, and I decided to go and take the test. And um, once I did, I didn't really get into the business right away. Um, and I am the kind of person that if I am going to do something, I want to learn from the inside out. Um, mm-hmm. And that was the reason why I decided to go into property management. Property management is basically just the office <laughs> stuff of real estate without actually hitting the pavement mm-hmm. without knowing any knowledge. 
So now um, with that experience, I've become way more comfortable with understanding how the business works and all of the things that, you know, should come to you before you hit the pavement and start looking for the apartments or the houses. You know, and with that mm-hmm. being said, I think it's super important for, I guess you would call it the consumer, to come into the situation prepared, which makes it easy, you know, easier for us to be able to assist you um, in finding whatever your um, comfort home is. Um, a lot of people just want to come and uh, say, you know, I'm just looking around. But looking around just means that, you know, you're just window shopping and you don't want to purchase anything. If you mm-hmm. are coming to look, be prepared, which will be my suggestion. If you're looking for a house, be pre-approved or know more or less what your um your amount to spend really is. And do you have that 3%, 2%, 6% prepared already to put on the table? Not that you basically just are a dog running running around for your tail you know you know what i mean um and it's mm-hmm. kind of the same thing for apartments you know if you're looking for an apartment do you have you know your first month's rent your your deposit as well as the broker's fee and a lot of people sometimes forget that uh realtors work on commission <laughs> we don't get a salary so without a charging that broker's fee we don't get paid we can't feed our families so um mm-hmm. you know you come with the with your funds prepared, you know, come with your your credit. You know, do you know what your credit score is? You know, it can be, you know, 500. We don't care. We just need that's super important. A lot of landlords don't want to take people that have a low credit score, and a lot of them do. They'll accept it as long as you have a good work history and stuff of that nature. So, like, um, mm-hmm. on top of that, what is the rest? You know, know what your finances are. You know, what is your household income for the entire year? People sometimes, you know, they come and they're looking and they have no clue. But it's really, you know, how can we help you? We don't know what the household income is and what you can and cannot afford. I would hate to say, hey, I have an apartment, a two-bedroom that you're looking for. It's $2,500, but when I look at your finances, you can't afford anything over two grand. You know, so it just, it's... um. I guess it just makes it a little bit easier for for me to assist you if you come just a little bit prepared or you're just willing to, you know, get those things beforehand so I can get you something within 24, 48 hours instead of two to three weeks because I'm still waiting for some paperwork or different things like that. Um, Other than that, the the business is really great. Uh, It's an interesting business. It's a profitable business. It does take just a little bit of time for you to learn some stuff depending on where you want to be, which niche you, you're looking to be in. I wanted to be in residential for some time, and as I've gone um, along and I've learned, I don't want to be in residential. I, I, my preference would be commercial or, you know, fixing and flipping and building communities <laughs> that have unfortunately fall, fallen to the wayside and government or whatever really doesn't care. And those are the things that I want to do because, I have a kind heart, and I want to make sure, you know, my community and, you know, my so-called, quote-unquote, people are taken care of. You know, sometimes we're forgotten. And something, sometimes as small as just having a place to call home changes someone's entire life. You know, um, it'll also go into, I guess, my cosmetology and my, my, my makeup as well. 
because it's the same effect and feel for me, you know. One little thing as changing someone's hairstyle changes the entire day and maybe the rest of their year with just one simple thing. And it's just making people, Mm -hmm. I guess, happy in a certain aspect of the life without you even thinking that what you're doing will affect someone's life that much. Right. Absolutely. So do you ladies have any questions for Breezy regarding real estate? So no, I but um, I'd like to – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Girl, go ahead. I, I was sitting here listening, and it's kind of taken me back. I actually I used to be a licensed real estate agent, and um, I worked for a, a – I did residential. I did commercial. I did uh, worked with uh, an appraiser and did some appraisal work, and then I was an underwriter for a mortgage company and then a, a branch manager for a mortgage brokerage. So oh, wow. I got a really strong between the two of us. I think that if anybody had any questions on any aspect of the industry, I think we could pretty much cover it. I did some title work as well, so uh, people that had title issues would come and and uh, do all that. So it. it that's really cool. That's really cool that you got into that. And it's funny to see um, how everybody, like you said, there's different niches in the in, within the industry, which people don't even really re- realize. Um, and it's interesting to see what different people gravitate to based on what their their personal skill set is. So that's awesome. That's, it's quite a journey, isn't it? Yes. Very interesting journey. And there's so much to I learn. I know. I'll be so talking to, to both of y'all ladies soon. Yeah, because I, I need all the assistance I can get in a few. Trust me. Oh, Trust for sure. So, I mean, um, you could save so much money if you have little tips and tricks along the way. Yeah, def- definitely. So, Miss um, Gotham, what was your question for Breezy about real estate? Miss Gotham? Okay. I don't know. We can you hear me? Can you we have me? a caller. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, we hear you now. Hey. Yeah, okay, we, we have now. a caller. We have a caller. Three oh five. You on the air? Yes, Ms. you Breezy, do. Yes, you do. That girl, Miss Gotham, Miss P. What's going on? Yes. Good evening, ladies. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. This is truly Young Willow from the group. If you know me, then you know me. Don't you get to it. Hey, um, hey, hey young Willow, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? How y'all doing? Good evening. Good evening. Um, oh, well. I did have a question, not only for Bree, but who was it that just said they have an extensive history or background in real estate, sounded like 20 years of experience? That's that girl. Oh, yeah, that's me. Please, that's get with Miss P. So you can get my information for Facebook. All right, inbox me because I'd love to be in touch with you. I need that kind of networking behind me. What area have you worked? Uh, what state are you familiar with as far as the real estate market? Everything. I mean, I started out um, when I first got into it. I worked for a commercial real estate consulting and appraisal company and started off doing that. And then I went and got my real estate license. I worked for a builder. I worked for um, just a, a regular residential mortgage co- or uh, real estate company, and then from there I went into the title work and into the mortgage end of it and running mortgage brokerage and I mean I I, I pretty much did it all in the real estate industry. 
but I haven't done it. I will say I haven't done it in years. So, like, if there's been any current changes in the laws and stuff, like now loan officers need to be licensed. Um, I didn't yeah, have to be licensed at the time. I was a loan officer. So um, a lot of it has changed. So as far as current laws and stuff, then you need to get with our girl here. Um, but, like, the basics and stuff, I've, I, I've done it all. I, we can open up an office then. In Florida. <laughs> yep, we Yo, sure could, girl. Listen, we'll talk about that off the line. I ain't playing with investment okay. opportunities on open mics. I know better. I'll say this. Um, I'm here in Florida. Um, recently, the real estate market here in Florida has really bounced back. Um, I can say $1,000 square foot one-bedroom homes that were going for $400 a month rentals years ago have almost doubled or tripled in cost. Yep. All right. Um, communities that legit, it was nothing to find, a three-bedroom, two-bath, Six seven hundred dollar homing are now fourteen fifteen hundred dollars due to influx of cash, increase in economy. Um, I heard oh, Bree sure. say earlier that she wants to help develop um, impoverished communities. Um, if per se the word she used. One of the things she got to take into account is the economic stand, um, setup of those communities because. Most of those communities go through what they go through because there's no money in those communities. Not sustainable. So, yeah. Right, no sustainable income in those communities. So um, an alternative to looking towards doing residential real estate, I'd suggest commercial. And I hear a lot of people say, oh, if you're not Donald Trump, you're going to make no money in it. Lot. If your hustle is what it is and you're patient, I met a guy that because um, I did security work some years ago, and commercial property is a long game. Commercial yeah. property is a long game. You do residential. You have on to the have the capital to be able to ride it out, else. or you sell yourself short. Though that's where people right. screw themselves in commercial. You know, you have to be able to to ride it out to get what you need to get in order to make that money, and it can take right can with take commercial time. property. From from my understanding is. Since you're already in the real estate game, you do residential. You do other little side hustles to keep you sustained, but you play your commercial card and you work that long game. Um, I got a guy that closed on, uh, what do you say, it was like a $20 million commercial property deal. Knowing the percentage that as realtors you take, like I think it's like 5 to 10%, that Six adds up. up. All right. Well, after you pay your fees and everything else, <laughs> it's a small, smaller cut, but when you consider that, all right, if you spread it out across five, ten years, if you're working on a big enough deal, it pays right. out. And from what I've seen, I mean, residential school, don't get me wrong, because I, I got to do what I got to do to keep the roof over my head myself. Tenement right. buildings, apartment buildings, Absolutely. things of that nature, because, I mean, spots like New York, Especially up in the Upper East Coast, finding fifty hundred tenant buildings, you're gonna find them if you have the money or get the capital. If you can get the capital, the, the financial backing, the opportunity's there. And well, that's, that's the hardest part, though. I mean, you just you just said the the big if. You know the the problem. There's a lot of great people out there with a lot of great ideas and. 
you know, have all the capability in the world except for the financial resources. And if they don't happen to stumble upon that that investor that's willing to put that money up for them, you know, it doesn't matter how good they could be at that job, you know. It's true. That's all valid points. But you, yeah. So, Young Willow. So, listen. We have some other topics that we want to touch on before the for our show closes. But I definitely, um, that girl is definitely in the group. So she's in the group under Angela Williams. So you can definitely find her and connect with her. And so is Breezy. Breezy is Sabrina Ortiz. So you can definitely connect with them because I think that collaboration, (laughs) like that girl was saying. Um, she has, you know, infinite background on it, and and um, Breezy has some more current stuff. So I think if y'all right, all put right. your heads together, y'all can come up with a solution of how to work with each other or be helpful to one another. So Absolutely. I'm oh, going to no uh, no say problem. I love the fact that um, you called in, and I hope you call in because we're going to be live every Wednesday talking about various things and things of that nature. But I do want to give it an opportunity to finish up the other things that we wanted to discuss, and I don't mean to be oh, rude. Oh, please, I can't but... but... telling. You're right, sweetie. You, <laughs> you, you got excited about a topic, Miss P. Right, <laughs> right, right. You know. I love him. I love you, and I love you all, and I, we can do this all another time. You can always call in. I don't give a crap. We want to hear from you. But I definitely like to, because I have OCD, I want to stick to my topics and kind of talk about them a little bit more oh, before we're you. done. It's, do that, do that, because I'm going to hang and call up so I can get back in the call with you. Okay, perfect. You, no, you don't have all to right, hang please. up. I, you don't have to hang up. I'll just put you back in. Okay, cool. Yay, so that's awesome. So, yeah, I know Young Willow, he's he cracks us all up in the group, you know, with his directness and everything, so make sure you guys connect with him. So the next thing I wanted to touch on really briefly um, was what a, another one of Miss Gotham's where she was talking about um, her, her topic was abandonment, and I think that that's a big topic, and I think that all of us could relate to that on some level. So, Miss Gotham, um, why don't you kick off abandonment? Um, I chose this topic too as well because I felt like it's more easier for people to, um, you know, just walk away from things as we were saying before. So I guess the majority of the topics are connected in a way. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's easier for somebody to just walk away from something instead of going to, instead of communicating, you know, what's happening and what's going on. And um, I feel an abandonment in my experience is a dangerous situation. And the reason why I say it's dangerous is because you never know how you're leaving that person. You never, ever know what type of position that you're leaving that person when you walk away from them. And I really feel like it's disrespectful in a way, too, as well, on top of that. So... Um, in what context? My, I, I don't mean to interrupt. Like, are you talking about in a, a male-female or female-female, you know, a, a, a loving relationship, right. or are you talking about a, just a in overall, child? overall general? Okay, okay. It, it, just an overall in general. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, you know, like I tell, tell Miss T all the time, respect doesn't have a gender or race or color. Um, 
disrespect doesn't have a gender, race, or color. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, abandoning, abandoning people that really love you, is, I feel like it's disrespectful to me from, from my experience. You know, that's just been my experience. I think it's really hurtful. And I think it's dangerous for you to leave a person um, in a in a state of mind, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Breezy, what's, and what's your thoughts on that, Breezy? Um, I com- wait. Can you hear me? Because I keep muting you guys, so you can't yeah, hear me. Yeah, we can hear you. Uh huh. Smacking the uh-huh. <laughs> Um, I I completely agree, and I think that also goes back to the topic we were first uh, discussing with. Uh, honesty and, and um, telling the truth. And I think um, it kind of plays a, a role in that uh, when people maybe weren't taught that or, or raised in that fashion and then uh, they really don't look at abandoning someone as a bad thing all the time. They may just see it as uh, doing a good thing, but at the end of the day, they're not thinking about the person that they're leaving behind and, and the effect that it has on that person. So mm-hmm. I've been there and 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 I've done it as well. So I'm 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 you know also guilty of doing it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that and you you were right. guilty of it because it was done to you? Do you think there's a direct relation there for you personally? Um, no, but I think what I do think is that we tend to relive what we were taught as children at times. Yeah, and so that's why I, I think uh, for myself, I felt that that's what my father did was abandoned. For right. whatever his reasonings were, never really got the the reasoning why. I mean, at this point, I guess I'm okay with it, but you know, you tend to just relive that cycle sometimes without realizing it until you until you realize it, right. and then mm-hmm. that's when you become more conscious of of uh, I guess uh, taking people's uh, feelings into more consideration. Because you're realizing mm-hmm. you've, you've experienced it and you don't want to continue the cycle. Right. What's your thoughts, fat girl? Well, we have personal experience with it too, actually, unfortunately. Um, my husband is an only child, and his parents split when he was very young. And uh, on and off throughout his childhood, he was abandoned by his dad. You know, he would just leave out of his life and then pop back in and then be gone, you know, and he really didn't mm-hmm. get any explanations either. When I was an adult, both of them have turned their back on him and completely abandoned us. Um, they don't know our children. My kids don't know who they are. And it's really hard. Like you said, they didn't think about who and what they left behind. You know, mm-hmm. they now left two young kids, regardless of the mistakes that went on, in the adult relationship with their child, there are still two grandchildren that are being greatly affected because they only have one set of grandparents now, my parents, right? you know, and they have no idea the profound effect, their selfishness and inability to deal with things has created and caused. And now it's gotten to the point where he doesn't want them back in his life because he doesn't want them to do that to our kids and have our kids feel that in and out and it's okay to turn your back on on your family 
type of mentality. So at this point now we're protecting them and just if they do reach out, we're not interested anymore. You know, right. so you're right. It it affects so much more than people realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, was, and I think before. ultimately, because you're too afraid to deal with the, the issues, is really what it boils down to, right? Mm-hmm. It's easy like, to walk yeah. away. Than just feel. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's it's true. And just to kind of piggyback off of that, like uh, Miss Gotham was saying. All of these topics kind of, like, mesh in together, you know, in terms of what we were talking about as far as having an explanation. So when people walk away, some people will never know why they were left. Just like when people are, are left on doorsteps or discarded in fields or garbage cans and people happen to find them and save their lives, you know, when they birth, when they've given up for adoption and things of that nature, sometimes people will never know why this happened to them, you know. But I do feel like... Whether we realize it or not, we do practice abandonment, like, with 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 people, but don't realize it. It's like friendships. You know, you're cool with somebody, but you're not cool with them enough to, like, care enough to stay connected enough. And then when you see each other, it's like, oh, girl, I see you in 22 years and da-da-da-da. You know, the, all that <laughs> drama. You know, people walk away from things and don't even realize that when you're doing so, you're abandoning it. Who stays connected to every single individual that they ever came in contact with, whether it was on a personal level or, yeah, you walk away from people all the time and not even realize that we're doing that. He does that. Like, looking at him as an adult now, the effect that it's Mm -hmm. had on him, he, Mm -hmm. it's almost like he's afraid to let anybody get too close. Because he's just expecting them to leave. Because that's just what you do. It's just normal, you know, and he does that subconsciously. But, you know, and you could do it, you could go one or two ways. Because he sees how it felt as the child. And because of that, he has said repeatedly, this is something my kids will never feel for me. I will never abandon my kids. However, subconsciously, he kind of abandons everybody else by not letting him get Mm -hmm. too close because he's always expecting them to leave. So he's not going to repeat the cycle with his kids, but he's still repeating the cycle, like, with himself, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's kind Mm -hmm. of sad because it's the the long-lasting effects that it's had, too. Just interesting seeing it from, you know, a third-party perspective. Right. Absolutely. Ms. Gotham, is anything else you wanted to add to abandonment? Yeah, I did want to add something to that. Um, as sure. Fat Girl says that um, he's repeating the cycle. Um, repeating the cycle, um, he'd rather, I think that he'd rather go through the pain rather than seeing them, you know, experience what he's experienced. So he would just take it, you know. Um, and I understand that, you know. I'd rather. Yeah. He wrote know, a song about it. Way. Huh? He wrote a song about it. He wrote a song about it. It's oh, called, that is that's great. It's called Oedipus Shrug. It's brilliant. Um, <laughs> if you guys, like, honestly, you know, Miss Gotham, or, no, Breezy yeah. said it, um, that you were, you know, you experienced it as a kid. If you hear the song, I guarantee that it will resonate with you. You should check it out. The name of their group is the, Builder, the Bilderberg Group. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, you'll have to. I'll post a link it, on it my is page a right now. Plug. I have to admit, he's sitting right here. He's no, plug that here, is but. okay. I love him. <laughs> I like him. I tried to get him I'm to call in to tell his story about abandonment, and he wouldn't do it. Uh-huh. I think he. I don't know if he was too shy or intimidated by us, us strong <laughs> personality women or. That's what it is. That's what it is, he says. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, oh, you I guys will love him when he calls in. He, he's a lot of fun. Yes, he is. I love him. <laughs> definitely. So it's definitely, it's true. It's, it's abandonment, these things, they're all tied into each other. And the thing that makes mm-hmm. it awesome is that when you come to the realization, each of us, of what it is, mm-hmm. we know how to prevent ourselves, even though sometimes we kind of guard ourselves a little bit too much because once we close things off, we prevent good energy from coming in. You know what I mean? So I feel like I understand why we protect ourselves, but at the same time, I feel like once you close yourself off completely, because I had to learn how to reopen myself up to people because as much as people think I get along with everybody, I don't, you know. So I try to be... You know, the way I live my life now is try to be awesome with everyone, so that way, if you're not awesome with me, I know how to get rid of you quicker. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But so also, like, I know in perspective, we keep ourselves right. um, I, I, I kind of at the edge of the corner, just in case we got to just yeah. throw ourselves to the side. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's just a protective field, you know. I, I deal with it because I've, I've dealt with abandonment myself, and um, I I, mm-hmm. I I will always mention my brother because he is the love of my life, and he has Aww. taught me what it is to really love somebody unconditionally, with flaws, and and and, and no matter what you do, if a person really loves mm-hmm. you, they will just accept you. And so he mm-hmm. has right. taught me that, and I will always be forever grateful for for learning what it is to to be a parent <laughs> before a mother, and and and, mm-hmm. and 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 being able to grow from that. You know, it's changed my entire life, and I treat people differently. I look at uh, relationships differently. And although from time to time I, I, I'm a bit, you know, difficult to deal with, <laughs> but I come with <laughs> such a good heart, you know what I mean? Because I, I know what right. it is to, to not feel loved or feel like, you know, you're not enough and stuff of that nature. And I don't want to give that off, although I, I do at times because I'm always a work in progress. We are. Mm-hmm. But I have mm-hmm. I have uh, noticed it and and I acknowledge it and and I do my best mm-hmm. to continue to learn from it. Mm-hmm. It's true, and that's that's the kind of where I was going with it. Um, Breezy took the words out of my mouth, like you know, now we're all conscious enough to be aware of things to prevent certain things from happening to us. No, we can't dodge the ball on everything, but we definitely can be conscious and alert enough to you know to live our lives the way we want to live them under our own conditions. So if anything happens to us, now we're responsible for that and no one else. We can't keep pointing fingers. Now we have to be responsible for the people we allow in our lives. So I commend Guy for, you know, standing strong on that and and protecting himself and his children. And I commend you all for being able to, you know, to realize it and, and make the necessary changes to survive because not a lot of people could survive from abandonment. Some people have actually killed themselves 
Kate Spade, for mm-hmm. one, killed herself, and she made thousands and thousands and millions of dollars, and you know, and she still wasn't happy. She was still running from something. She was feeling abandoned by something, whether it was from her childhood or whether it was from her present life. And she had all she can, she can, she needed, and still felt alone. Yeah, you know. So it's it's cool when you can recognize it and kind of hone in on it and pull yourself away from it. So we're going to move into the last, we have the fashion and we have um, the censorship. So we're going to touch on this really, really quick. I wanted to do like an hour show with you guys. I didn't want to keep you guys all night. Um, So fat girls last topic was when is censorship warranted? So you want to tell us why you picked that one? Well, um, a lot of the reason is my husband is an ass. Um, no, that's, that's, her, that's interesting. Well, and, and that actually kind of leads into she. She the topic she said was when is censorship, censorship warranted, and asked me why I chose that one. As you're handing me a little piece of a paper towel when I ask you for a piece of paper towel. Yes, you're an ass, and a piece of a piece. Kind of, yeah, a little tiny piece to wipe my nose. Thank you very much. A little corner. Anyways. Um, and, and he is an ass, and he keeps getting blocked on Facebook. Um, okay, so just kind of a, like a little quick background. He is a, a truther, a conspiracy theorist, if you will, uh, whatever. Um, he does a live show every day, and he has quite the following. And he talks about a lot of very controversial subjects. And he gets blocked and banned and reported all the time. Um, and recently, uh, yeah, and it's... It's really for for a bunch of crap that he gets censored. Um, And we were talking about, I don't remember what we were talking about the other night. We asked, you know, when is censorship warranted? And and it's not. It's not ever warranted. It doesn't matter what the excuse or or whatever somebody tries to hide behind. But it's not. You know, you start censoring people and, and you're preventing growth and change, and evolution, and, you know, I mean, no, we're not allowed to censor pedophiles. You have the choice of not listening to them. I hate to say it, but it's disgusting. I'm repulsed by even, like, my stomach's turning saying it, but we're not allowed to censor anybody. Um, And that's just my opinion. So it's because he keeps getting blocked for stupid crap when he's just he's speaking truth and people are listening and they're contributing and agreeing. Um, I don't know. That's that's just my opinion. Right. I don't think it's ever warranted. Right. And Miss Gotham, what's your opinion on censorship and being warranted? I I just really believe that you know when is <laughs> is crazy because when you do tell the truth then like-minded people are going to hone in and listen and pay attention. And so, you know, the truth doesn't, uh, they're not allowing the truth to come out, you know, and so they're they're censoring or they're doing whatever it is to block it. Like, for instance, for example, Trump, he says any and everything out of his face. They never do anything to this man, never. But let you Why say something even slightly out of sorts. <laughs> what exactly? So, <laughs> I I just really think everything is t- topsy turvy. 
you know, I just really think that way. And it's just so crazy how, once again, it goes back to nobody wants to deal with the truth at the end of the day because you get shut down telling the truth. But then somebody lies to you. Everybody is holding candles, standing on their feet, doing, you know, all different type of things. And it's, nobody it's ever shuts them like down. It's almost like people feel cozy. It's like they feel cozy having somebody be in control. Lies being told to them. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, get your head out of the sand, people. That's not, <laughs> you know, that's ultimately <laughs> going to be the downfall of, of your freedoms, your rights, all the things that people have died for to make possible mm-hmm. for us. You know? Exactly. Spent their well. lives and their all of their energy on to make possible for their kids and their grandkids and the future of, of our country and people. Mm-hmm. And what's your thoughts on that, Randy? Um, I, I think that sometimes they utilize or they use the excuse of uh, maybe for the youth and children and stuff of that nature, certain things that they shouldn't hear and or see, yet they don't censor music or videos or stuff like that anymore. So it's kind of a double standard and, and you know, being hypocrites about it. Because you, you sense of one, one, one sense of, uh, I guess you'll say like social media or something like that, but you won't sense another thing. So I don't see what the difference really is. Right. Where's the line? That's why my husband right. said, oh, well, should should we be able to censor pedophiles and well, no, we shouldn't. Like, that's that's the whole point. You know, I don't want right. to hear what they have to say. I don't want my kids to hear what they have to say. But that's where, you know, we have to step in as parents and as adults and as human beings. And, you know, you have the right to not, to not hear it, so make the choice and get away from it, you know. I don't know. I, but, yeah, where do you stop? You start some one place, you do. Where's that line drawn, and and who draws that line based on what mm-hmm. rules? Right. I also think that it it, it tends to um, stunt uh, growth and education in that same aspect. You know, like you want to censor it, but how do you learn and and grow from the experience if you've never experienced it? Right. Mhm. So, yeah. Right. That's true. Can't censor. Can't censor everything, you know. And the things that need to be censored isn't, and that's why this world is so backwards. But it goes back to, you know, right. Roman times. With, you know, I don't know if you guys are into philosophy, but I'm big on philosophy. And you know, Plato is one of my favorite. You know, mm-hmm. and Socrates and stuff of that nature. And he basically was talking about this before we were even ever thought about. You know what I mean? So this, right. these things that have, are he predicted all of this before this even came into play. So then basically just to kind of give a little summary on it is what he's saying is called, he wrote a, a piece called The Allegory of the Cave. And basically what that, if you guys aren't familiar with it, what it all means is that people, when you try to bring them to the light, mm-hmm. you know, he had this analogy of people that were all in caves and they didn't have mm-hmm. any light but a match like they had light but they didn't have daylight so they had a fire so the fire you can see your shadow on the wall 
so you can familiarize yourself with your shadow. But then one person out of that group decided that they wanted to come out of the cave and see what else was out there. So they went outside and realized that there was trees and there was light and there's water and there's animals and there's all these things. So he runs back, this person, if it's he or she or whatever, but he runs back to the group and tells them that, you know, come this way. It's more to, to see. It's more to life. But the people wanted to censor that person, like, shh, don't say that. You know what I mean? Like, we don't want to hear that. Right, like, but don't you're open see that change. door. Different. Yeah. Right. So basically they didn't want to, they censored this person, outcast this person because that it was the truth which brings us back to the original topic of people wanting to be confronted with the truth and they rather run from the truth than to do something about the knowledge, right? So basically right. they stayed in a the cave. Hmm. They just stay there. And that's how it is with life. You have we're censored in that way, where this person was left abandoned. So all of this ties into what the analogy was about people and how society think and work and move. Well, think about this. And that's why things that you... Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were done. That's okay. Go ahead, baby. Go ahead. Um, I'm the, done. Go ahead. Growing up, the the kids that were in that household where, you know, it was taboo to, for the anybody to swear and this and that, those kids in school had the worst mouths. You know, or the... <laughs> I mean, honestly, you know, the, the ones that got censored the most... No, I, I'm not laughing at... I'm, I'm suckling with... That you're so right. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. I think about that's True. why they make comments about oh those Catholic schoolgirls. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you know, they're they're it's everything's so taboo that it makes them want to do it. You know, right. I think that you know if if people are exposed to things but they're educated properly and guided properly, they know what to do with that information. They know what how to process it and whether it's you know, worth spending any energy on or not. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I agree. Absolutely. I love how every topic has kind of intertwined into one another without us really realizing it. Perfect, perfect. Right. And so our last topic and before I let you ladies go is fashion. So breezy, that's one of my topics, you know. Um Let's let's talk about this. What about fashion? Let's see. I think uh, I would say I, I've been in the fashion industry as a hairstylist and a makeup artist um, for 20 years, or a little over 20 years. I'm 37. I'll be 38 next week. And I've been um, in the business since I was about 15, 14 maybe. It's uh, always been an area of interest for me because it just, intertwines into every aspect of our life, you know, uh, whether you're a person that is a fashion mogul and you just love, like, all of the brand new stuff, or just a simplified person like myself. I'm not really big on on uh, fa- uh, uh, name brands, but I am really big on having those fabrics and those clothes pop and make a statement, you know. I was raised with a seamstress. Mm-hmm. My grandmother was a seamstress. Um so it's more about the the, the fabric and, and and the prints and all of that stuff uh, that make a big impact for myself, and that then also opened the door for me to fall in love with makeup and how that intertwines and special effects and all of that mm-hmm. good stuff. Because um, I think that you know, oddly enough, 
uh, it, 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 it can change your mood or it can, uh, you know, make you feel happy or sad depending on your colors or your prints and all of that stuff. And a lot of people don't really look at that. You know, when a person is, uh, you know, down and out and they're wearing navy blue and black and all of that stuff, it leaves them there. But as soon as you pop on a yellow, totally different atmosphere for yourself mentally. You know, you pop on mm-hmm. a bright a bright green or something like that. And it's just uh, something that I've always fallen in love with. Um, it changes and, and it comes back, you know. The 70s style has come back and the 80s styles have come back. And it's just something that although it transitions and it changes um, every couple of months, we always revert back to the original fashion uh, you know what I'm trying to say. Trends. Right. <laughs> yes, that's the word. Fashion always re- it reoccur. It's reoccurring. Fashion is always. reoccurring. It comes back always, 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 forever. You never get rid of it. Never. Exactly. Love it. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, uh, I'm open to any questions you have in reference to the topic. Okay. Anyone have any questions? Because we have another caller, so we're going to take another call, then we'll do the questions. So, mm-hmm. caller 607, okay. you're on the line with Breezy, Miss Gotham, and Fat Girl, and Miss P. How you doing tonight? Caller 607, area code. Oh, okay. hello? Okay, they got Hello? 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 Oh, I, I, I honestly did not know you guys can hear me. We all can. Welcome. <laughs> the mic is open, my friend. The mic is open. Oh, well, I, I was, I, I, I've been no on the pressure. phone, so I'm just listening to what's um, actually going on. Hello, ladies. You know who, well, some of you know who I am already. Um, It's Dennis. Who are you? It's hey, Dennis. Dennis. It's so nice to put a voice to a name. That is what's up. <laughs> How, How you, you doing? doing? I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm just listening. This is the first time I, um, I'm tuning in, so I'm just listening. So. Did you hear our topic about, um, you know, do you need an understanding? So let me just let's just run through these really quick and get your response as quickly as you can respond to them, Dennis. Do you mm-hmm. feel that you need to have an no understanding pressure. or explanation in life with everyone for everything that happens to you? Do you need an explanation? Um, actually, no, uh, sometimes, most things are self-explanatory. You only need an explanation for stuff if, if, if you completely don't understand or, you know, or, or if you do understand, but you just want some clarity as far as to, just to make sure that you and the person is, uh, or you and, either you and the person or, 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 or whatever the situation, whether it's a personal or, or just something that you're going through, so that you can have an understanding. But um, a lot of things that I, I've been through are self-explanatory. Um, I really, I really never really had any chance to ask anybody any questions about anything or, or try to get, you know, any light shed on anything. I, most of my life, I just been right. just doing things on my own. Right. Right. So what about our next question? You know, why are some people intimidated by their truth or honesty, in your opinion? Um, they just don't want to hear it. Um, they're scared <laughs> of, they just, I'm, I'm just being sure that it's either they just don't want to hear it. They know, you know, what the truth is. 
they just don't like to be told it, you know. And I'm just I'm just using this as an example. Um, I knew a person that um, knew something was wrong. I, I'm just an example. Uh, like shoes in the house. Um, I, have, I, I I hate that. You come off the street and you got the shoes in the house. And, you know, because all kinds of things on the people spit, you know, they hop to and they pee and everything, especially when it rains, the rains, the rain wakes up everything. You bring that stuff into the house and then you go and you walk barefoot in the house and stuff like that. I mentioned that to somebody. They understood that. And I didn't come off mean or anything. I just, you know, hey, you know, you know, she shouldn't be in the house. They just don't like to hear it. The person got really upset. And like, oh, this is my household, and you don't have any right to tell me, and I know this. Some people just don't, like, you don't got to tell me like that. I didn't tell you any kind of way. I, I just, you know, suggested something, and, you know. So it's all about how, you know, you get what I'm saying, where I'm coming from with that? Yeah. Yeah. Some people don't want to be, to hear the truth or something that makes sense. they rather, like, be in the dark. Don't don't shake yeah. their, their like, mindset, because that's just way too much well, energy going there. they told about themselves. Yeah. Well, but yeah, it's definitely cipher because they're asking for the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. From other people, it's yeah. a cipher. It's a cycle. Like I, I don't want to be told the truth, but I'm asking for the truth from somebody else. That's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. That is so crazy. But Dennis, I want to say thank you so much, man. For tuning in, and we miss you. He's in Facebook jail, yeah, everyone. You, I just have to put that out there. He's not <laughs> going away from us just because. <laughs> Every four hours, they put in this man in jail. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, Dennis? I'm happy that it's in Facebook jail, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah keep it there, definitely. right? But you know what? At least, at, least, at, least I, at least I get my phone call and I get to talk to you guys. Ain't nobody jacking me for the phone. <laughs> right, exactly. No one took the phone away. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, I have nothing but love for you, Dennis, and thank you so much for listening and Absolutely. supporting us this evening. We'll be on every Wednesday, so feel free to just jump on okay. when you feel like it. All no right, problem. Big hug. All you gotta do is just remind me. All right. All right, all right definitely. We will. Bye. Hey, what? Hey, one more thing. Bye-bye. Who is in the room? Who is in the yes. room? Yes. Who's in the room? Right now, yeah, we have in- Breezy. We have Breezy on the line, we have Fat Girl, we have Miss Gotham, and we have me. So basically, okay. um, Sabrina Ortiz is Breezy, and Angela yes. Williams is Fat Girl. Miss Gotham is Nahaja Washington, and you gotcha. have me. You know me. So, yeah. yeah. So, yay! <laughs> it's all of us doing this all together as a family. I love right. it. So, thank you, Dennis. I'm going to put you back in the queue, and we're going to sign okay. off, okay? All right. all right. See you guys in 20. 20- all right. I see you guys. I kind of was too quick. I'm sorry, Dennis. So he's, I think he's 20, 20, 29 days because, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Because, you know, it seems like every five minutes they're messing with him. I Damn. can't take it. I don't like that. Yeah, Censorship. so me either. Censorship. So in conclusion, ladies, in conclusion, we were ending the show right about now. So I just wanted to get everybody's rundown real quick of where everybody can find you to stay in tune and give your business information and things of that nature. Um, and also, if you want to give some quick shout-outs, you can do so now. Let's start with Breezy. Okay. So I'm pretty simple. You can find me at Miss Sabrina Ortiz. That's on Instagram, you, um, Twitter, and Facebook. 
Um, I have uh, regular pages as well as business pages, and you can find me on the Sabrina Ortiz. Um, I want to give a shout-out to all you ladies because this has been such a great experience. I love it. I was a little nervous, <laughs> and I'm glad that I stuck, <laughs> stuck with it, and I can't wait for us to do this again. Absolutely. Yay. Okay, fat girl. Love it. Um, okay, so you can find me on my Facebook page, which is uh, Fat Girl 18, F A T G I R L 18. Um, or you can find us on our, uh, my husband and I have a website for the essential oils. And you can find us at www.mydoterra.com forward slash Guy and Angela. And uh, I'd like to give a shout out to all you ladies, too. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. I just love the the back and forth. I mean, I I can't wait until we hit a topic where there's some opposing views. That'll be really interesting. But this was a great first show. I think Mm -hmm. we all have some, like I said, complimentary personalities. And so, and I'd like to give a shout out to my husband for being a good sport. Let me, letting me put some of his business out there and. And uh, mm-hmm. sharing with me, and he'll call in one of these days, and and he'll play with us. Yay! <laughs> Definitely, Absolutely. I can't wait. And Miss Gotham, where can people find you? You, you guys can find me at wickedbizfitness.com. You can, you guys can find me on Twitter at wickedbizfitness. You can find me um, at Twitter to uh, Nahaja um, Boutique, um, Nahaja Washington as well. Um, Facebook, Nahaja Washington as well. Um, you can find me um, collaborated with um, Miss T, the Intune Show as well. Um, and give a shout out to you ladies. Um, it's been a pleasure of um, hearing your voices matching with the <laughs> with the names. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and um, we can back and forth inside of the So In Tune group. Love it, love it, love it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And for me, y'all already know, I don't even go there about myself. Y'all can find me on the In Tune (laughs) show. I'm going to be live tomorrow um, at 9.30. I'm going to be interviewing someone, and it's going to be posted on my pages. I have some great interviews lined up for us ladies as well, so I'm just letting you guys know to get um, ready for y'all interviews we're just breaking you open right now slowly on topics but interviews are coming Uh okay with live people where we're going to actually be asking them all about their lives and expecting them to reveal it all so tomorrow night Mm -hmm. we're back on air and then friday night i'm back on air and then next monday i'm back on air but you guys can go to the intuneshow.com to get a whole view of every single thing we're on itunes we're on google play we're on Oh, Jesus, just drop us in the Google. You know I hate saying all these things. Okay, <laughs> ladies, <it's> been, <laughs> I really do because I, I tell people all the time, which I was told, listen, Google it. So there you go. Google it. We're fine. <laughs> <all."> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so make sure you guys turn in next, tune in next week with the In Tune Point of View with Breezy, Fat Girl, Miss Gotham, and myself. It's going to be fun. And next week we'll break the monotony a little bit and we'll play some music because I still have not played music and I been promising people I was going to do that. Don't kill me. So next week we'll do that. We'll do a little increment songs, drop them in so you guys have an opportunity to, you know, get a little 
different stuff going on on the show. So, ladies, thank you so much. Have a good evening. Good evening to everyone who turned in, tuned in. I don't know why I keep saying turn. Shout out to all of our, you know, babies in the So In Tune group. And if you're not in the group, just request us, and we'll be more than happy to add you guys to our wonderful, wonderful family. Have a good night, guys. Until next week, good night. stay in tune because I want to stay in tune with you guys. Have a good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Ripple.